0: Episode 12 of Bards Backlog. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, the three of you that are listening, we are indeed back in action. Of course, it is I, Josh Gallegos, your co-host alongside my personal selected right-hand man and co-host, Jared Benson. Hello, everyone. Jared, it's good to be back. And indeed, it has been a little while, but we are back. How the heck are you, man? Oh, I was about to ask you the same thing. I am good. Really, if I had to explain why everything has taken so long, why exactly we had such a long break, it is because of how I have been, and that has been incredibly busy. Mm -hmm. I have jumped into a semester of grad school and have faced all the different issues that come along with that. On top of that, I have been teaching for the first time this year. So that's a whole other beast, and unfortunately just didn't have the energy, really, I... I probably could have made the time for, but didn't have even just the mental energy to keep the podcast going at that current point in my life. I was just trying to get back into the role of all that stuff. On the other side of it, so asking how I'm doing now, I am feeling great. Semester is pretty much finished. I have one final I got to take tomorrow, but otherwise everything is pretty much wrapped up and it was a very full semester. It was a ton of fun. I'm looking right now at potentially transitioning out of what I'm even doing out here as far as school is concerned, potentially getting on to a full-time position and then just taking some classes elsewhere for a master's, like working towards a master's online as opposed to what I'm doing right now, the program that I'm in. Um, And there's a lot of different reasons. I'm still kicking around ideas as far as that's concerned, but I'm feeling good about the place I'm in right now, having completed one semester and now looking forward and potentially making adjustments, but uh, hopefully good ones So generally feeling good about it Of course it is Christmas time So I'm feeling good about that Ready for a break that happens next week And so, all in all it's a, it's a good time to be Despite how crazy 2020 has been It's been a good last couple months For me So,
1: And you were doing some on stage acting as well right?
0: <laughs> yeah um, Nothing crazy with that I really wouldn't even necessarily consider it Something impressive at all i was uh well
1: i disagree if you've ever had the privilege of watching josh gallego's act uh then you know he he is quite good at it it's one of his many talents and that i just know the reason i bring it up is because i know that takes up a substantial amount of your time it did and like we weren't able to even hang out as much as we normally do because of that too. absolutely so, yeah
0: no as of november 21st maybe it's the 23rd mm-hmm. we were finished mm-hmm. with all the performances and everything but up until that point mm-hmm. It was every night, three to four hours, sometimes five. Go, go, go. Of just rehearsal and working on that and madness, really, in general. Yeah. So it took a lot of time. I was an ancillary character in the play. I had a few lines, and then I supported the main cast primarily. So nothing crazy. And I've definitely had a lot more responsibility on the stage. But it was fun. Definitely busy. I, You know, I don't think I... I'm not really the same person that I was 2 or 3 years ago when I was first doing this stuff and I don't think that this medium is the one for me mm. right now to be honest. I don't I don't think I quite fit into it as much as I had before. So that was something I realized this mm-hmm. semester, something I learned as I went into it. Had to try again, mm.
1: for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nonetheless, it, I do feel like I've had my fill. I don't know if I'll be involved in
1: it going forward. So, you know, it's funny. This year, 2020, has been an insane year for personal growth for me. It's been really good stuff. Good. Um, so, just like you learned, you know, uh, that acting maybe isn't for you as much as it could have been. Uh, obviously, I, I still think you're very good at it, and the things I've seen you in uh, have been excellent. But <clears throat> 2020 for me, as far as how the heck I am, has been. Uh, busy and school masters and all that stuff and lots of self-improvement uh it's been a year of reflection no doubt so what would you consider on the improvement side of things has happened like you know it's been more of like um kind of a this is such a cliche thing especially from you know our christian roots but like uh kind of a, a blacksmith hammering away on on iron trying to shape it to what it needs to be just continually streamlining my thought processes observing myself um uh I studied counseling for a little bit and then decided to put that on hold and now I'm doing organizational psychology. But um it's within the field there you are encouraged to step outside of yourself and just observe why you do things. And so this year has been like streamlining, hey, Jared, why do you do this? And just pay attention to yourself and look and try to observe and be aware. And so it's been a good it's been a good year in that sense. So
0: anything new as far as the last few months
1: have entailed that you'd like to discuss? No, um Planning on moving out of here uh, that was you know that was the plan originally and then I got waylaid I had to see about a girl and then uh, <laughs> but uh, plans are back on and, and now you've uh, convinced the girl to go with you yes exactly so uh, it kind works out but uh gonna be out of here so uh, that's that's the newest update and class just finished did well uh, Finished Good. with the uh, second round of classes first semester yeah. but include several classes and then um, I have a class on diversity coming up. Interesting. I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah, but
0: we'll see. So what kind of like projects and stuff do you do this semester? like what what
1: did the class entail? Yeah, so a, a research paper, uh, a um, literature review, an in-depth professional level, expected to be professional level, literature review of the topic of my choice, um, that ended up being the role of emotional intelligence in um, in groups and how that factors into how well the team works. So that was my literature review. I took um, some of the relevant um, studies and just said, Hey, here's where this where emotional intelligence had a factor. Here's where it was non-existent, et cetera. And and different perspectives on that. That was the first class. The second class was a lot more group work, um, a lot more practical and grounded in reality. How would you hire this person? How would you do this stuff? So,
0: yeah. Interesting. Emotional intelligence is a topic I don't know very much about, it was actually brought up in one of my classes this semester and they're looking at, there's a trend in education right now, incorporating emotional education, but like along the ideas of emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. into younger students, Mm -hmm. cultivating that and how the processes could go around it. Yeah. Very
1: interesting. I don't know a whole lot about it though. We could talk about that for hours. There's so much I could say, Um, but it is very fascinating. I'll I'll just sum up and say that, but yeah, (laughs) it is very fascinating. All right, cool.
0: Well, glad to be back. Of course, this is Bard's Backlog, the ever-growing catalog of games inducted into the Hall of Games. Unfortunately, today, we do not have a specific game to put into the Great Hall. So we're going to hold off on that. This is just an update podcast, end of the year, you know, wrap up, trying to see what we missed in the last few months, what we're going to be looking forward to in the next few months. Uh, The plan is to pick this back up and to... Uh, charge
1: forward with it, you know, just jump right into it. We're going to keep finding quality titles to put into the Great Hall and and informing you of those that we find. Absolutely. Right now, the goal is to
0: either next episode or the episode after that do the Game of the Year Mm -hmm. awards. So we'll have an episode dedicated to that. Looking forward to that. And then we will also cover in the next month Xenoblade Chronicles, which Jared has finally been able to get around to actually play. I put it off when we were going to do it earlier in the year, so I need to go back and review it in order for us to have a comprehensive episode with that. Um, But we decided today to just kind of take some time, talk about how the year has been, how uh, our gaming life has been, how that's affected us, and uh, just go from there. Really just a quick update. So with that in mind, let's talk about not the games we're playing, although we can bring those up, but the games we have played. Over the course of fall 2020, so Jared, go ahead and get me started. What was the game, if you had to define the last few months uh, by your life, or
1: your life defined by? What would that game be? So the staple in my life has been Animal Crossing, just because it's a daily five to ten to fifteen minute thing. Uh, you know, you have a daily checklist. You feel bad because your villagers guilt you into if, Absolutely. You, if you don't talk to them. They're like, "Where have you been? It's been a month since <laughs> I've seen you." <laughs> Um, This island is only, uh, you know, 64 squares by 64 squares. Where could you have been? Um, (laughs) True lockdown. But uh, Animal Crossing has been the daily staple in my life. Recently, it's been Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, which I just learned is pronounced Xenoblade Chronicles. It's not Xenoblade Chronicles. did I say What did I say? You said Xenoblade. I think that's correct. I feel like I've been saying it wrong. Honestly, I just went with (laughs) what I've heard, I guess. I'm normally wrong between the two of us, so I'm going to say I was probably saying it wrong but uh, that's been the uh, uh, one of the staples I've been playing a game called Gree, very colorful indie game. I've been really into like little indie games. Um really enjoyed a game called Air, A E R, um that's a kind of a small, simple linear story uh free-room flying game. Um lots of other small games like that, um mobile games of course, and uh I touched I dipped my toe into the waters of Among Us and uh sure It didn't live up to the hype, but it was interesting. It was a unique experience.
0: How about you, Josh? Oh, all kinds. All kinds, for sure. So for Animal Crossing, for you, though, uh, just to wrap up that thought, it is like you're like you check in every day or at least a couple times a week and do all the basic stuff. Like at this point in the game, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what's your goal in it? Like, what are you looking for from
1: it? What are you doing when you dive into it? What's your like main objective? So the, the biggest anxiety of animal crossing is the terraforming because it's so overwhelming. It is literally brick by brick. It's not as, you know, if you've ever played Minecraft, you can slap together a mountain (laughs) in a day, right? Because, (laughs) because you can like run, you know, really fast or fly through the air, placing brick, 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 brick animal crossing. It is painstaking. It's slow. It is. It's much more limited. Um, It's everything is aesthetically upfront. You can check out our review of Animal Crossing um, earlier this year for more details. But it it is. It's the biggest anxiety of the game is getting your island to a place that looks, you know, just as good as everyone else's on the internet. You know, it's that whole FOMO thing on Instagram when you're like, oh, I only got thirty seven likes, and my cousin has one hundred and fifty. (laughs) You know, it's that kind of a pressure. But yeah. So that's kind of your goal right now. Do you have a specific blueprint or anything that you're following? No, I'm trying to I'm trying to freeform it. Just like whatever comes okay. to my mind, whatever is within my own imagination. I haven't gone to Google to say, hey, how do I make my island look good yet? I haven't done that. I've been trying to be creative within my own mind.
0: Just kind of like tweak yep. this area over here yep. and then tweak. the next
1: yep. week you look at this area and kind yeah. of... Yeah, slowly building it up and I like sure. where I'm headed but, you know, there's so many creative things on the internet. I feel like I'm... I'm not, I'm being um, arrogant and I really should just, oh, I don't have all the answers and enrich my life with all these different ideas. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, you can get inspiration
0: from outside forces as well. I know like for me at this point, Animal Crossing is like so abandoned. I don't want to even go see my poor traumatized villagers (laughs) who are just trapped in this (laughs) hellhole of an island and are just, you know, living their lives without the core figure of their life who's supposed to keep everything operating the way it's supposed to. That's a, such a sad existence when you think about it. Just They're trapped on my Switch, you know. And I'm never going to go visit them again. And I know yeah. this in the
1: back of my mind. So interesting. <laughs> Animal, you know, Animal Crossing. I, um, maybe I shouldn't get political, but I, th- I had this thought the other day. Animal Crossing is the um, inclusivity utopia. Everything fits both genders. Nothing is out of the range of a character. Like your female character doesn't have a stereotype. Like, it's just a female character. Your male character doesn't act a certain way. The islanders don't treat you any different based on your gender. And it, sometimes I think, like, the progressive utopia in their in their mind, that's what that seems like. It's Animal Crossing. I can see that. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Like, I've started telling people that, and I think it offends them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although you saw the whole thing with the space buns. Did you see that? I did not. Controversy? No. There was a tweet that went viral. It was just some random girl or maybe not random i'm sure she had a following but someone who was playing animal crossing and she sent a tweet a picture of her character with space buns i guess it's one of the hairstyles Mm -hmm. and there were all kinds of responses it went viral overnight because apparently that hairstyle is exclusively supposed to be for the black community oh i guess that's a black hairstyle and so she was culturally appropriating she was taking this out of context and you know uh using her colonization you know skills as a white person and like taking
1: this over so headline was white person uh culturally appropriates black culture in a korean video game (laughs) basically yeah that was it's like
0: what in the world yeah so there isn't there is some layers of exclusivity Mm -hmm. i guess in this inclusive utopian world there are still faults to be found yeah
1: (laughs) there's always something wrong by the crowd yeah oh
0: yeah yeah. yeah, that was a that was thing. That was a thing for a little bit. Very interesting. Uh, the only controversy I feel like I've seen politically in Animal Crossing, other than what you just brought up, I never thought about that. But.
1: It was a thought that occurred to me the other day. I was like, I could go wear a dress, right, as a male character, right? Yeah. And you can also go up to the wardrobe and switch your gender like that. It, it's there's, there's no thing. Uh, there's no... You know requirements or anything like that so yeah, you not gonna you're, make fun of you exactly it. there's no change in appearance at all and I, I wonder if that was intentional or i wonder if it's just a lack they don't want to you know make I feel it. like it's unintentional because thinking about other nintendo games like even breath of the wild
0: people react to link differently when he's wearing the female clothes that's correct or if he shows up without any clothes on like in fact that's, that's, distinct... that's a whole gimmick in one part of the game yeah to, yeah exactly so i don't know if it was intentional or not but at the same
1: time, maybe it was. I feel like the Asians are more. The um, Asians. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, is that inappropriate? I guess Koreans combined with Nintendo is Japanese owned, right? They're Japanese, right? But Animal Crossing is Korean. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought that was the case. That's why I said Asians, folks. I, I hope I didn't just overgeneralize. <laughs> but I feel like Asians, their culture is stronger than ours as yeah. far as like traditional family norms. I feel like they're more accepting of those than we are here in the West. And I, I have a feeling it probably had something to do with the fact that they were lazy about their dialogue. They just didn't want to mess with the dialogue. So like, eh, it doesn't matter what they're wearing. Just interact with them this way, randomly generated. So, yep. I don't know. Just random thoughts. Interesting. Well, I would want to jump directly into what
0: I've been playing. But I've been playing so many things. Well, I want to hear about it. I, I just don't want to take up the entire time. Can you give the highlights? Sure. Um, In general, I have touched a lot of different genres i haven't necessarily stuck with one particular genre and i have touched a lot of different games not necessarily to 100 completion but have jumped in and out again my time has been limited a lot of the ones i was looking at um, when i was coming in uh, the ones that are bigger were at the earlier start of the fall when i was less busy and then i just over the course of september october it was more prudent to pick smaller, bite-sized games that lasted eight hours max, you know? Yep. So I kind of started to gravitate toward those experiences. So thinking about it, I think last time we talked, I was in the midst of playing Ghost of Tsushima. So I finished that. That has been a fantastic experience. I would love to spend a whole podcast talking about that. I also jumped into, during the semester, games like Spelunky 2, Crash Bandicoot 4. Those were really easy platformers just to pick up and play for 15 minutes, drop. Crash was a ridiculously hard game. Crash? Very difficult. One of the hardest games I've played in a long time. I played 1 through 3. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Are we all doing the podcast? Yes. Are we, the yeah, we are. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors coming in. Um, so they released 1 through 3, Activision did. In 2018, I want to say. And those games are known for being difficult because they're older. They're kind of basic. Okay. But Crash 4 took that spirit, made it modern, and just ratcheted up the difficulty. Like, they made it incredibly, insanely difficult. Really surprising. I really was expecting it to be just because modern games are very much user-friendly. They're very much wanting to appeal to a broad audience, especially, like, a cartoon mascot game. You'd expect it to be a little bit more simplified in that regard. But it was not. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that they went the hardcore route with it. So What's it the
1: premise of Crash?
0: They're nothing important. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. A short Napoleon complex scientist decides to create a intelligent rodent. And it gets away from him. And then turns out to be his demise down the line that's really all it is got it yeah and there's some tiki ritualistic stuff going on too that you know spiritual like masks and things that you can wear and stuff like that i don't even know what culture that comes from to be perfectly honest but that's all in there too Um, tiki
1: i feel like that's islander and south american
0: it is it is an islander vibe but i don't know what their I don't even know what like religion they would be considered, what their beliefs are even like Pagan. at all. They're pagans. They're pagans, Josh. you're right. <laughs> pagans. Just paint them all on one color. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good treat. Um, I tried to get into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I jumped off that pretty fast because okay. it was just way too big. It's like one hundred hour game. So, uh, otherwise, I played through the two games I completed, uh, aside from Crash, were Wolfenstein Two okay. and Infamous Second Son infamous i decided to pick up it is the last game made by the developers that made ghost of tsushima okay so it was their last game i've already played it but after playing ghost of tsushima i was just craving yeah their work they just do a fantastic work so i jumped mm-hmm. into that why do you say last game the previous one oh, oh um, okay okay. not like they're disbanded now yeah no no no, no. <laughs> their previous game Okay. Gotcha. their last the previous release so i think that gotcha. released in 2014 gotcha so now six years later they just released ghost of tsushima as their next game Um, totally different IP. Like Mm -hmm. it's very interesting going back and playing their last game because that one was a continuation of the infamous series that that they had been doing. And it really puts into light all of the radical changes and also just risks that they took with Ghost of Tsushima. Very impressive in that regard. Really great game as a whole for sure. But uh, got the itch for their work. So I jumped into Infamous. I also played Wolfenstein, which is a really short uh, single-player uh, first-person shooter and has a crazy story alternate history so i enjoyed that you aspect enjoyed it, of yeah. it yep. um and yeah otherwise the only other big thing oh i just i totally forgot about this but i actually spent probably a week and a half basically just playing through the mario franchise so i played through, that's right
1: i remember it, yeah
0: i played through super mario bros mario bros 2 mario bros 3 Mario World mm-hmm. and that was all in preparation all of those are accessible on the Switch so mm-hmm. that was why I played them um and that was in preparation for Mario 3D All Stars yep. that came out yep so that was uh 64 Sunshine and Galaxy yeah so then I jumped into those played through all those that was during the hurricane yeah so I just had time yeah so I was just focused on those I pretty much didn't do anything else while all the power is out and yeah. whatnot which is crazy that that happened It feels like such a long time ago to it me. does it does it really does but it was just a few months ago um so yeah played through all that otherwise though my gaming has been kind of tied around just convenience and then also my wife got me a vr headset so i've been jumping into that so that'll be like my weekend thing i'll just play some vr when i'm not preparing for the next week or whatever so what on vr All kinds of stuff. Um, I bought several games for it as soon as I got it. It came with Marvel's Iron Man VR, which was actually surprisingly pretty cool, but got me super discombobulated when I took that thing off. Yeah, because you're like flying around and like moving around, and like you just point, like you move your arms, and you'll like, and wherever you're looking, you'll you'll go. And so it feels really cool. Obviously, you're not flying, but like it gives a somewhat sensation to that. And when I took off the glasses, like or the goggles, (laughs) I like my sense of depth was all off i was like looking at my phone and my thumb looked like it was like (laughs) like maybe a centimeter wide like it was it felt it was the weirdest thing. i was like okay i can't so i haven't played it since then really i was like that kind of messed me up um other games beat saber has been the go-to for sure can't go wrong with beat saber so that one's been uh, you know my wife and i will just have beat saber nights sometimes and just Trade off and have a good time playing that. It's a rhythm game where you yep. basically have lightsabers and you're chopping away at the different beats as they come along.
1: One of the most enjoyable things you can YouTube is Beat Saber expert level. You know, wh- oh, your yeah. favorite songs, "Radioactive" by Imagine Dragons, whatever else you can find it, because uh, people will purchase these songs and upload a video. Super satisfying to watch. Yeah, what is so addicting about Beat Saber, you think? it's because you're having beat saber nights that's hours of gameplay i'm assuming
0: well i mean it's probably like the end of the night so like 8 30 to 9 30 we'll play for like (laughs) an hour nothing too crazy and we haven't had any of those for a couple weeks to be honest but uh, when we first got the vr we for sure were i think it's really just the it it has an appeal and i think a lot of rhythm games do of your ability to get better at them you can feel yourself getting better This one is very immersive and it's also very straightforward and understandable. You are able to pick up on it like that. Like you don't have to wrap your head around how the controls work or anything at all. It's just intuitive. It makes sense and you do it, you know? And then when you're in the middle of the song, you got the music up, you got the headphones in, your, your glasses or the goggles are on your face. I don't know what you call the VR glasses or goggles. Um... And so you're just immersed. You're like in there and you're swinging and you're going to the beat and you can feel yourself getting better. And so it just makes it easy for like, okay, let me try that song again. Or let me do this one more time. And then you think, okay, I can't do it tonight, but let me try it again. Yeah. You know, tomorrow to get a little bit better at it. So I'd say that's the appeal of it for sure. Um, It's very catchy. There's a lot of catchy songs.
1: And that makes sense because what is it that is the barrier to entry for a lot of games? Uh, Often it's size and it's complexity um yeah complexity is a big one why is it that people don't just jump right into dungeons and dragons it's so complex oh yeah or i know plenty of people that like would love to get into it because they're hardcore nerds but they're like i don't even know where to start so i feel like beat saber is that perfect booty shaking intermediate (laughs) level of simple fun so yeah i yeah i'm jealous josh has the vr because his His wife loves him and I need need to find someone like that for my life.
0: (laughs) It was my Christmas present. Yep. So I got it early. So I don't get any other present. You're so spoiled. Yeah. Christmas tree is so sad. There's nothing under it. it, (laughs) No, it really is. Like (laughs) I have a couple of her gifts that I'm making her wait for, but she got it for me several weeks ahead of schedule. And so she was like, you know, let's open it now so we can enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Oh, so she wanted to. Well, it 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 was up to me. Okay. It was up to me. But she gave me the option, which means that, you know, she was okay with it. Yeah. We know who wears the VR relationship. (laughs) We know who
1: wears the VR headset in your relationship. There we go.
0: (laughs) But yeah, Beat Saber is the go-to, but there are other really cool games. One of them, in fact, probably in contention, can. What's the word? A contender, contention. Contender,
1: yeah. I got yeah. you. I can't think of what that what word What did I be. say earlier? Like pragmaticality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say pragmatic and practical.
0: Yeah, something like that, <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the contenders for Game of the Year for me, yeah, that's the right word, uh, would be actually Astrobot Rescue Mission okay. is the name of it. It is a game made by, I don't remember which PlayStation um, studio, but it's specifically made for the PSVR, uh, so not for any of the other VR headsets, and it is supposed to show off how vr works the different little cool elements of it and it's really awesome it's a platformer and you put the vr headset on and you're in the world but you see your character um you control like you're you're making this little robot run around on the stage you're not in the robot's head sure, sure. looking through his perspective yeah. you're watching him run around but you're in the world and there's a lot of like small things that it does that just like are immersive and really cool and unique and it's actually a fun platformer on top of that like it is i would say like mario levels of just enjoyment on that level so like it is a on its own a good video game okay um the levels themselves are all varied and distinct and each one there's something new going on some new element introduced and on top of that you have the vr stuff and just like little things like turning your head around and seeing a secret and you're like oh Like, that's cool. Like, you wouldn't have that experience in a regular video game. right, right, right. Or um, things like stuff coming up in your face and shooting stuff on you or your controller actually appears in the game. It's, like, right in front of you. It's, like, your control board, basically, how you're controlling the robot. And, like, little things will jump on your controller and your controller will give you haptic feedback of that happening. Small stuff like that. Um, really just like the looking around the world though, like there are several moments where I'll be kind of like hearing a secret and that's the thing that it does is like the, there's different little robots that you can find in the levels and those are like the secrets and you can hear them crying out for help, but you can't always see them. And so you have to like look around in the level or like in a couple cases, I actually stood up, I saw like a little crevice in the ceiling and I like put my head up there where it would have been, um, in based on my perspective of course that wasn't where it actually was in real life but i could then see in there look around and like i found the secret or whatever interesting so it's truly like, immersive yeah it's wow it, and it's all immersive in the environment itself and then the controls themselves being tied to the robot kind of like free you up to just be an observer in this world like uh, an observer in the background just kind of like looking around and taking it all in um, and then it does some cool stuff with scale too which is unique for VR just because it's so directly in front of you. Like you get the sense of scale that you wouldn't get just playing a video game on a flat screen. Um, the other game that does sense of scale really cool in VR is actually Skyrim. Just like, and that's the other game I've been playing Skyrim VR. You're there, the dragon's right in front of you, breathing in your face, like and you're <laughs> swinging at it as much so, as you can. Just that sense of scale. You can't get that in a regular you cannot, right, gaming setting. Right. Um, at least not at the
1: level of immersion that VR gives. So, and at two ninety nine for the base model, I mean it is it is competitive with the Switch with any modern console because Certainly. it's so much more affordable.
0: Absolutely. Now at this point, it is getting a bit old, and you can tell like the technology is just getting a little bit last gen. And they just came out with some information about the next headset that they're going to be making, and so I was kind of like, ah, just missed it. Yeah, like kind ah. of should have waited for that. Oh well, but. Um, still, it's been a great experience
1: and I've been thoroughly enjoying that for sure. I dream of a world where you get into kind of like an isolation type of a chamber and your body is fully immersed, like unconsciously immersed. And then on top of that, you're in the chamber and your body's reacting to these movements so that like, let's say you're in a, um, a fluid filled, um, uh, chamber, and then you move your arm, and the fluid reacts to that, and that's how it knows where you want to go. Yeah. But you're getting the workout while you're in it, so you emerge from this after having played <laughs> it for six months, jacked. Like nerds are jacked in the in my ideal world. <laughs> nice. It'll um, happen. It'll happen. Eventually, it will. That's a well, scary time. That's well, a scary it's, thing to think it's about.
0: interesting, like playing this. What is. Really, honestly, rudimentary VR, yep, yep. and still getting like that level of immersion, and you kind of feeling and seeing like, oh yeah, this could yeah. progress. Yep. Like this has so much potential. Like we're barely like you can feel it. You're barely scratching the surface. Our
1: brains are incredible at adapting. Yep. There's very little that our brains can't just get accustomed to and then enjoy. Yep. So the the sky's the limit.
0: Tons of potential. Actually, one of the other topics, so we talk about emotional intelligence and yep. in education. One of the other topics that we actually studied this semester was. Virtual reality mm. in education and using these headsets um, to create immersive experiences and educational experiences As that you in, couldn't like, have otherwise safely
1: at home, but in the classroom type of a you could do it
0: that way or like going on a field trip, like say oh, right. everyone put on your headsets, we're gonna right. go to ancient Greece and like oh that's cool yeah that's like a cool that's a dope idea op- opportunity that's there like and and a possibility that this sort of technology presents look at that i
1: just want to play video games josh wants to educate the children <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're nowhere near that yeah. <laughs> like that was what the research came back as is like we're nowhere close to actually doing that nor is it economically viable for companies to do it right so right. they don't take it on very much um and schools can't afford all the vr equipment of course, to do of something like that yep. like there's all kinds of issues with it but nonetheless very interesting mm-hmm. but yeah that's been pretty much like the gaming experience i've had recently as of this week I just jumped into Code code Vein, I was going to say, but I meant to say Cyberpunk uh, 2077. So that just came out. And, you know, of course, there's all kinds of hype going around it right now. I'm playing on a base PS4, which is apparently the worst possible way to play the game. So
1: (laughs) I am ready to go and see how I experience this thing. So. But we will, we will cover Cyberpunk when we're good and ready. We want to give it some more time to mature. Absolutely. Uh, and, to, and to ruminate on it um, because there seems to be a lot of issues. And And Josh, I, I get the sense from talking to you earlier that you think there's a lot of potential with this game.
0: I think so. Yeah. It's doing some cool stuff even from what I've seen already. And I already enjoy a couple of the characters that have been introduced. I think the whole tone of the game and a lot of the way that the world is just living i guess like the way that the people like the culture is and the way that um the whole premise of it is set up it's very interesting and i could see it going a lot of really neat ways so i'm looking forward to exploring that a little bit more and yeah that is partially why we we decided to push off game of the year for a little bit here because i would like to experience that a little more yep. and give it a chance for that running.
1: Additionally, so. we're, we're going to cover, like we talked about Xenoblade Chronicles. We're going to give that some more time to mature and for us to play that game. And we'll get to that one. Uh, and we're excited about the the future of the games coming out and, and what is already out. Josh, you did make an interesting comment to me earlier about, uh, you know, we were talking about doing a game of the year episode and all that different stuff. So I suppose we can cover the game of the year, conference when they give me the year awards and all that stuff okay. when we when we get to that sure. um, um, but I, I was going to say that the the games that have been coming out have been increasingly political and it just seems to be very very 2020 doesn't it just like absolutely the, the emphasis that each of the games that have gotten awards have been super political and so you and I I feel like we're kind of stuck at a little bit of a crossroads because we may not align directly with where the gaming industry says yeah. their awards are, yep. uh, and that was an interesting conversation we we had earlier. Maybe we can save that for a later date. But um, if it, I I just thought that was a cool update, you know, us talking about the games that we had been playing and what we were seeing and what we were experiencing, and
0: hundred percent. Well, and when you think about game of the year for Bard's backlog, to be honest, there's not a whole team of people here playing a lot of different games we're not a company that that's true gets review codes so we are going to be limited in the experiences that we had um and that's what we're bringing to the table mm-hmm. and that is what it is we'll still give our opinions we'll still explain why those are and we still did play games throughout this year obviously animal crossing goes to tsushima i played last of us part two those are all games that came out this year but we can't necessarily give the whole depth and Breadth of twenty twenty to you in that, but it will be our experiences and what we bring to Game of the Year. So that's kind of a distinction that needs to be made there.
1: Yeah, that'll that'll be coming up in our Game of the Year edition uh, episode, and we look forward to that. Absolutely. All right, Jared. To change subject real
0: fast, I had a question for you. You know, I, this is probably could be labeled the default segment. But I'd like it to be maybe even its own separate segment from that, and that is Jared lore. Jared lore. The Jared lore segments, perhaps yeah. default, perhaps its own segment. Ladies but, and gentlemen, I was not made aware of the Jared lore segment before
1: this moment, so we're going to go want, on a ride together.
0: I want you to just tell me a little bit about yourself, okay? Your past a part of your history, okay? Um, what you were like at age X, whatever. Put in the blank, you know. Okay. I just want to know. What was Jared? What is the Jared lore behind the Jared? Oh, and the question I have here, unless you have something off the top of your head that you would like to explain (laughs) the past experience, there's so much to explain, but I wanted you to explain this tweet. Go ahead and read it for us.
1: (laughs) So this is a tweet from me. Uh, Is this a screenshot? Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Uh, jared b follow me on twitter at jared t ben uh, i said my entire young adolescent life can be described in one word cringe <laughs> and that was tweeted i think it looks like it was in july uh yeah I think july fourth so. actually it looks like what it was second july second okay right, coming up in fourth well look <laughs> um my ad- so <clears throat> I'm into. I'm getting my master's in organizational psychology, and the reason I'm doing so is because I find the practical application of psychology. Uh, you know, oftentimes we think of counseling, we think of the worst-case scenario: schizophrenics, you know, narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths, as the the most practical application of psychology that we can come up with. And and to to be honest, <clears throat> it's not. Only because we're dealing with extreme fringe cases when we think of psychology, we think of Hannibal, you know, the cannibal and all that stuff. But with organizational psychology, we're talking about an organizational psychologist coming into a business and just, hey, hey, how can you restructure your business? That's the common everyday person. So it's much more practical. When I talk about personality assessments, when I talk about um, intelligence tests, cognitive uh, cognitive assessments, um, those are things that have real world implications for individuals and the average you know the population data so for me my whole childhood has been cringe because i've never fit the mainstream stereotype of what a first of all oldest child should be and second of all pastor's kid should be right so Hmm. i grew up as a pastor's kid i've never fit that stereotype um well i mean it depends on your perception of the stereotype obviously but the the stereotype that i'm talking about you know respectable you know minds their p's and q's you know dots their. no dots there's their definitely I's. a stereotype there exactly yeah. so you know <clears throat> i've never fit that because i've always been very exploratory very open to new ideas no matter how crazy they are uh and so my entire adolescent childhood was me pushing the boundaries of oftentimes my social um my social life and therefore cringe because when you push the boundaries of your social life, you get into cringe, awkward territory. Yeah. And so that's, was my motivation for that tweet. I was, I've always been a cringe individual. I've (laughs) always just said what's come to my mind, even if it's been awkward or a terrible observation (laughs) or inappropriate, not even, you know, inappropriate, but just wrong time and place kind of a thing. Yeah. So that, that was the inspiration for that tweet, I'm sure. Um, and that, You know, that was my adolescence, was constantly pushing the social boundaries and constantly embarrassing people. (laughs) That was my life. So I'm up nights. Thank you for bringing that up and and can't fall asleep because I think of all the embarrassing stuff I did when I was younger. Oh, man. Well, Perhaps we get
0: a couple of those embarrassing stories in the future. But <laughs> thank you for that yeah. very in depth explanation. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, sorry for springing that on no, you. No, not
1: at all. I don't mind at all.
0: Jared Lore will likely return, I see.
1: <laughs> as long as it's embarrassing.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, and if you don't drip my head off after this <laughs> for that whole thing. No, no. Alright, um, with that in mind, I don't think we have a whole lot else to discuss. We really just wanted to do a quick update yep. episode for you
1: guys. We are live.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're live. We're kicking, so I uh, wanted to let let you know that. Going into this next year, we're going to try and put out some more content. Maybe hone the product a little bit. We'll sure. see. Um, and, of course, we are on our own little schedule with you know our lives being separate as they are. Right. So how we approach it might change a little bit. Maybe if we switch... Um, how we even tackle the games that we play or um, discuss as far as the topic is concerned. All of that is kind of up for grabs. We'll see how that goes in the following weeks. Nonetheless, right now we have a couple of specific ones that'll be coming out for you. So be looking out for that. Otherwise, you can follow Jared and I on Twitter. I am at VideoGameBard. And Jared is at Jared T. Ben. Would you change your name to, what, Jay Bennis or something? Yeah, it's recently? an inside joke with me and my
1: sister, yeah. Okay. Because the whole COVID tracing thing, right? So, oh. we, so we went to a restaurant, and they were going to do contact tracing. And we were, I'm not going to say, you know, we, but we were not really following the COVID rules, yeah. so we gave them a fake name. And I came up with gotcha. Jay Bennis. <laughs> and my sister <laughs> told them Ham Bennis. I don't know. She literally said, oh, yeah, no, I'm Ham Bennis. <laughs> so so I'm Jay Bennett and she's Ham Bennett, and that, that was our inside joke So, alright that is interesting <laughs> I was really curious where that was
0: coming from yep. so that makes perfect sense so yeah follow us there um, and we will be posting this at least on podcast feeds I don't know how YouTube is going to work we'll see and I think I actually need to go back and update some of the SoundCloud stuff because sure, I'm pretty yeah. sure that has gone out to the wayside anyway so that will all be happening over the course of this next week thank you guys for listening thank you for checking back in with us. And if you would like to tell us about some of your gaming experiences this year, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. We would love to talk to you guys about that. Otherwise, this is Jared and Josh signing off.